Welcome to the Reforming Podcast, a ministry of North Hartford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland, and a hub for weekly tools for biblical growth and encouragement. Weekly psalm this week is Psalm 2, 1 through 9. I will read it, pray, and then say just a few things about it. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Well, that passage is ripe for preaching because of the New Testament references, and when you see the fulfillment of this, and the coming of Christ, and establishing the kingdom of God in the uh, face of opposition and hostility. But this is a picture of the battle. It's a window into the epic battle between those who hate God, hate the things of God, hate the word of God, hate the purpose of God, versus God and his anointed. Let's pray, and then I'll say just a few things, and we'll be on our way. Father, I pray that you would give us an eternal perspective I pray that you would give us a kingdom perspective. There are so many things in this world and in our own hearts and lives that have the tendency and, um, to distract us and to get us off focus, even to discourage us. But Father, I pray that you would strengthen us. I pray that you would encourage us. I pray that you would increase our faith, increase our love. Give us a sure and steadfast hope daily in Jesus Christ. And I pray that you'll show us just a little bit of his reign and authority as we look at these verses. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If I were to do a sermon uh, on this, I probably would call it something like God's enemies cannot stop God's kingdom. Or maybe even just God's enemies cannot stop God. And you see that it's God's anointed that he fights the battle against his enemies. It's through his anointed one, through his Messiah, his Christ, that he establishes his kingdom and his reign on earth. But the first section you get here is rebellion versus God. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? Do you see the anger? I mean, look at the key words there. If you were leading a devotional on this, your key words fly off the page. Rage and plotting. The kings of the earth, so you have rulers, set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together, keyword, against, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cord from us. You could talk about that from, from um, a provisional perspective under the old covenant, but ultimately, in these last days, the Lord's anointed, as it's written here, with a capital A, the Messiah. So you have rebellion versus God, but you see, secondly, verses 4 to 6, God is not phased. He's not phased at all. 
He comes in wrath. So you have rebellion versus God, but then you have the wrath of God against rebels. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. And then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. What's God's answer? His king. His anointed. He's already said it in two different ways, referring to Christ. This is God fighting back. This is how God defeats evil, defeats sin, defeats his enemies through Christ and through the work of Christ. So you have rebellion versus God. Epic battle. Uh, this, this earth is a place of spiritual warfare. No doubt about it. It exists inside of us. It exists outside of us in our homes, in our jobs, in the church, in the nation, in the world. It's a place of spiritual battle. You have rebellion versus God, or rebellion against God, plotting against Him. This, that's the impulse of sin, right? To rid the world of any influence of God. Um, but you have the wrath of God. He is not phased. And His answer to His enemies is His Son. And then finally, you have in 7 to 9, the reign of the Son of God. So rebellion against God, the wrath of God, and the reign of the Son of God. I will tell of the decree. That's God's statement of his eternal purpose, which will bring it to pass, right? If God makes a decree about it, it settles it. There's no committee meeting here. I will tell the decree, the Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Prophecy of Christ, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage or your inheritance, which God is fulfilling that promise. The father is fulfilling that promise to his son right now, making the nations his heritage through the Great Commission, through the gospel to the ends of the earth, spreading the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of heaven all over the world. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel is imagery that signifies strength and authority. Strength that will not be stopped Authority that cannot be overcome, it's a rod of iron. He reigns with a rule that is unstoppable. This is the reign of Christ on earth, in this world, taking the nations as his heritage, as his possession through the gospel.